0: Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming
1: at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues here from News Radio WGNS. We're glad you're along with us here on News Radio WGNS, AM, FM, online, WGNSRadio.com. We're here in Murfreesboro on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 and in Smyrna. You can listen to us on FM 100.5 and in uh, anywhere in the world. You could be in Portugal, Spain, or you could be in, I don't know, the Bahamas, Honolulu, Hawaii, wherever you want to be. You can listen at WGNSRadio.com. Right now, you can listen to us on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, and also on Facebook and YouTube, and I want to remind you that the show is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. United Communications, MTE's internet company, is continuing to grow. They have announced plans back in August for an $85 million expansion to another 77,000 MTE customers here in Murfreesboro. Find out more at mte.com slash internet. United Communications. Fast. Local fiber. Mike, you know that stuff has 99.99% reliability. I say
2: I, I brag on them all the time. I, I wish I've, I've even asked him, um, Milton C. Electric, Chris Jones, if they take over the, the territory of my district, which is a lot of Laverne. And if you, you watch the, the, the electric uh, disconnects due to um, storms and uh, freezing temperatures uh, here in the next few months and watch Laverne, NES is usually is going to have some problems. Mm. so you know they they didn't really want to get into that kind of topic anymore but uh united communications i have them uh, milton c electric does a great job and um you know your bill doesn't change like some other online uh carriers i guess you could say you know what your bill is going to be joe marcioni does a great job over there and um but uh yeah we're fortunate to have we take it for granted you know my father-in-law was a lineman for nes for 25 years and do you
1: have united communications yeah yeah, we Internet? yeah.
2: well we, we dropped the other one that kept they tell me a bill and then the next thing you know you're getting charged more and i just i've never done business that way and i don't do, want to do business with people that do that you know
1: so yours stays up all the time huh you yeah the,
2: it, it connects you good
1: mm-hmm. yeah good yeah like to know we're <laughs> promoting good stuff yes. there <laughs> no i love
2: it. i'm serious i love the commercial i mean you've done a great job it's just seriously chris jones and listen mike woods and others on the board david lee hey look into taking over the territory of rutherford county and and bringing mill tennessee electric to um to laverne so we don't have all these disconnects
1: well uh where are we going to be in conversation this morning uh, i'm excited to have the grove
2: mark williamson you know, I, I heard their story, I guess it was about a year or so. Ago, and I knew a little bit about the story, but I didn't know all the details um, about the preservation of the farm. And, and I just want him to share their vision of what they're doing. And, and to share the story, I just interviewed him earlier in front of the house. I was asking about the house and, you know, where he grew up and the original home. And, and I just think they've got one of the coolest stories and, and not only Middle Tennessee, but Tennessee in general. Well, Mark,
1: good morning. How are you?
0: Thank you, Brian. Uh, thank you, Mike. I Appreciate y'all letting me uh, come on the air. It's uh, it's it's good to be here and be heard. Yeah, we are. We're doing some great things out in uh, on the farm. Uh, we're located at the corner of I twenty four and Medical Center Parkway and um it's it's like a park that the city doesn't have to pay for and doesn't have to maintain so we're we're enjoying we're enjoying building it and and putting some uh, amazing stuff together
1: honestly um for those folks who aren't from around here and if you drive down medical center parkway you're the thing that uh you see and it makes you think wow what why is this here yes it looks out of place well (laughs) because you've got all of the growth and stuff there and it's like why? How? What? What's this? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, we're, we, the,
0: everything that along Medical Center Parkway has now been purchased, bought up, and turned into asphalt and concrete and apartments and condos. I mean, you've got office buildings, you've got retail, you have everything that um, Murfreesboro is known for. Uh, very little of it is known for green space mm-hmm. and so what we have is maybe the last uh, vestige of a of a sizable tract of land that that we want to keep as green space and uh, provide an opportunity for for uh, middle tennessee to uh, have be a part of over the next uh, 50 100 years Which it's very we don't we don't want to uh, to ever be developed if, if that's a possibility anyway.
1: So this is a family farm, right?
0: It really is. We've been continuous owners of this property for 70 years. My dad bought it after World War II. Um, my dad brought my mom back uh, uh, after the war and uh, bought the farm at auction. He grew up in Milton, Tennessee, so he's been a Rutherford County uh, boy for his whole life, as have I and my sister. So Uh, we we plan to be around for a while and and uh, when we move on we have third generation uh, Williamson who's working on the farm right now full-time and and he's going to take over from there so we'll be around a while
1: now you said your dad was from Milton but he also served with a pretty famous general who also kind of called uh, this area uh, or had some interesting ties to this area at least
0: yeah, uh, General MacArthur was uh, working the Pacific area uh, in during World War II, and my dad enlisted at the end of World War II. He was in the uh, radio. He was a radio operator uh, for uh, one of the planes there, and ran some um, skirmishes, some some uh, trips uh, at the end of the tail end of the war. Uh, then after the war ended. Um, The United States did an amazing job of of restoring relationships with the the Far East. And um, and one of the things they did was to uh, revitalize the agricultural industry. That was where my dad came into the role. He uh, had graduated from the University of Tennessee in Knoxville with a degree in agriculture, and he had a passion to work with the far east under general macarthur in restoring their agricultural industry as you can imagine back after world war ii or during world war ii um, all the uh, japanese young men went to war the older men the women and children went to the war factories to produce clothes and um, blankets for the um uh, soldiers of Japan so there was nobody in the agricultural industry it had just totally been decimated and nobody knew how to grow rice and so my dad went in there and and helped uh, restore that industry he then was moved to Korea where he uh, helped with the restoration of the agricultural industry of Korea then he became the chief agricultural engineer for the Philippine Islands and that's where he finished his career with the, in service, in civil service, and then uh, came back to the United States. During the time that he was in, uh, in Japan, he met my mom. My mom is full-blooded Japanese. She was working at the Daiichi Hotel, where he was stationed out of. So he would go out to the rice paddies, and then at the end of the day, he would come in and, and they began a relationship. Interestingly enough, he knew very little uh, Japanese, it was difficult for him to communicate. She knew very little English, so she didn't know um, uh, how to communicate in, in his language. So back, But back then, ballroom dancing was really popular, so they began their relationship Uh, through ballroom dancing. There was a ballroom on the second floor of the Daiichi Hotel. So he would come in from work. uh, He would wait till she got off her shift, and they would go upstairs, and their relationship was built around the two-step and the foxtrot.
1: Oh, how about that? That's how it did. Very neat. And so uh, moving back to – rutherford county i'm assuming they got married because here you are you know that's (laughs) right
0: married at a civil consulate in in uh, 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 south korea and then uh, he took her on a a trip around the world and they landed in in uh, back in the u.s in 1953 Uh, he bought the farm at auction in 1953 and from there on we've we've been owners of that property since then
1: uh, farmed that land for for many 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 years.
0: Many years. He was a very active, very successful dairy farmer, and he 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 farmed he dairy he he farmed his dairy herd uh, till he was seventy years old, and that ended in 1988.
1: So uh, between 1988 and until recently, I guess that was leased. The farm was leased. That's correct. We
0: we had some. Uh, uh, conventional farmers who uh, row cropped uh, on the farm, and uh, primarily corn, wheat, and soybeans. Uh, and then we decided to take it in a, in a new direction, uh, continuing the legacy that my father had, had begun of uh, service to others. We decided to turn it into an agritourism venture. This uh, uh, began in a small way back around 19, uh, 2016, But then uh, we really expanded it into a a bigger project in 2020, right at the beginning of COVID, is when we decided to re-envision the entire property and uh, create a a much more robust agritourism venture.
1: Yeah, what a great time, right? (laughs) Exactly. What else are you going to do, right? (laughs) That's what we did. And I just remember one thing that you all were trying to redo the parking lot and entrance and... I know that that was really a tough thing especially just trying to get things in and get it done in time and workers and, and th- that was a real challenge wasn't it It
0: was it was different you know interesting the it, it wasn't so much covid that hurt us but it was the supply chain that yeah. hurt us I mean that was we we spent uh, you know about 8 months uh, sourcing uh, windows for our bridal suite and we spent about a year looking for a particular uh, um, electrical panel box that was very sophisticated, needed some transistors and resistors and, and uh, transformer parts that were very difficult to source. And, and we spent about a year waiting for that. We finally got it all in. We, we uh, totally redid the electrical grid, The the um, water, all of the infrastructure, the fiber optic, all of that, um, getting our, our, our Wi-Fi up and running to cover the whole campus, and and putting pipes and and laying lines all over everything, and then we uh, I covered it all up with asphalt. You can't see it now. <laughs> it looks like it was always meant to be, but yeah. it was a, it was a tough tough go for a while.
1: So um, uh, this is. Really a, a beautiful venue, Mike, out there now. It is. Yes.
2: You know, um, what what touched me was the story about your father milking the
0: cows. Can you share that? Yeah, I'll tell you. You know, when my, my sister and I worked hard on the farm, I mean, we were – We were uh, doing everything that a small family farm would be doing. We were a a single-family dairy operation, my sister, myself, my mom, and my dad, and we had one tenant throughout the time, and we worked hard. We worked from sunup to sundown, and, uh, you know, we were out there in the hot of the summer. Chopping thistles and baling hay, and and uh, you know bringing in the cows and and cleaning all the slop up, and and all of those things. And I was going away to college. I remember asking my dad, I could God, Dad, you you work so hard. Why, why do you work so hard? I mean, you could have you could have had a much easier life. It could have been much less stressful. You could have been in a in an office somewhere. And, and uh, why why did you work so hard to milk cows? You know, and, and, and I, I kind of knew what his answer was going to be. I knew that he was going to say, well, you know, son, I milked cows because I wanted to have a good retirement for your mom and me. Or, or he was going to say, um, you know, I milk cows because, you know, I just didn't want to go into an office and to have to report to anybody. Uh, I just wanted to be out in, in the in the woods and the fields and, and do my own thing and uh, or he was going to say, "Well, I wanted you and your do- your sister to have a a good education, and that's why I milk cows." And and so he, I knew it, it was going to be his answer. but I just didn't know which one he was going to choose, and so I just waited and paused, and 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 he thought about it for a bit, and and interestingly, what he said just floored me. I, I, I just he he said. Son, the reason I milk cows is because I want every little boy and every little girl in Murfreesboro to start their day with a carton of milk. Mm. I said, "Wow, man, that's that." To me, internally, I mean, I didn't, I didn't say anything to him, but internally, that changed the way I saw my future, uh, my world, um, and how I wanted to, and how how I wanted to extend that legacy that he gave, and extend it. Through my life to everyone else, and so you know that idea of selfless service to the welfare of others, without regard for his own hardships or without his regard for his for his own preferences, was just mind blowing to me. And that's uh, that's why I became a physician. That's why my sister went into civil service uh, with the uh, state of Georgia where she was living. and And that's why we want to put the the farm in a foundation so it'll be continued for in
1: perpetuity. So
0: that's yes. that's the reason why. Uh, we exist, That's and that's that's our gift back to Murfreesboro and Rutherford County.
1: And now the family farm, Williamson Family Farm, it, it, it's a, a space that people can have events and weddings and all types of things, but it's also a, kind of a, a community space, too, where there are events like Fall festivals and hayrides and all kinds of things that uh, the community comes to, right?
0: Absolutely. We our strategic plan is is very comprehensive. I mean, we it's not just the the private events, campus and and the the weddings, the uh, corporate events, the uh, alumni banquets, the fundraisers, the philanthropic uh, uh, events that, and groups that come, the the uh, corporate uh, people who come. Uh, the alumni groups. Um, it's also a festival grounds. We're building a festival grounds that's going to uh, be for the community at large. Uh, it'll include uh, food courts, uh, uh, drink stations, uh, uh, amphitheater for music. We'll have hay rides and a lot of uh, agricultural things. And then ex- the extension beyond that is with our organic farming. We we have um, um, over over 150 acres that we're dedicating to organic farming where where we can um, grow um, everything in a, in a way that is healthy and uh, protective and sustainable. Uh, we have uh, research and education that's gonna be a large part of that. Uh, we've already been in discussions with the city and the county about having school kids coming out uh, not only grade school but also high school we have a lot of vocational technical uh, opportunities that we want to explore we have internships that we want to explore we have research uh, programs with MTSU and University of Tennessee in Knoxville so uh, a, a, a large vision
1: yeah, well, the, the Lane Agri-Park is an UTTSU extension just right around the corner. So I'm sure that there are some opportunities uh, to work with that. And the 4-H program is, is very, very active here in our community. So uh, reaching that next generation uh, just right around the corner too. So
0: 4-H and FFA, uh, we've got uh, big plans with all of them. And then, of course, like I mentioned, the uh, working with the MTSU and, and all, of the, all the opportunities we have there.
1: Got about a minute left, but uh, fall and Thanksgiving, Christmas, all kinds of opportunities. Anything you want to highlight here that's coming up?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, we've got a pecan festival that's coming up November the 4th. That's the first Saturday in November. We've got a lot of fun things there. We're going to have hay rides. We'll have s'mores in the fire. Having a little uh, pecan eating contest and and craft vendors, food trucks. We'll have live music. Uh, we'll have ki- uh, things for kids. Uh, we're going to have uh, cocktail hours with uh, craft cocktails being made. Uh, that's the first Saturday of, of, uh, oct- of November. And then right after Thanksgiving, we're doing a holiday market. It's the Saturday after, after Thanksgiving. That's uh, November 25th. We'll have ki- Christmas music. Uh, we'll have photos with Santa Claus. We have a tremendous Santa that we're going to have out there craft vendors will be around s'mores uh, food trucks it's going to be a great great time and then moving forward we've got lots of things happening next spring um, and next summer Uh, we're building that agenda now and uh, you'll hear more about that in times
1: in in very shortly williamsonfamilyfarm.com right you got it. All right, very good. Right, come find us. Mark, uh, good to talk to you today. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Mike. Mark Williamson joining us today on Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS.